Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. This is SiriusXM Progress. Welcome to it. This is the little show that could tell me everything, bringing good trouble to the right-wing bubble here at What the Hell O'Clock. I'm John Fugelsang. So great to have you with us. So great to still have you here. We made it through another week. Ten days before Christmas, everyone. Our executive producer is the great Chris Hauselt, running this thing out of the South Carolina Bureau. Uh, GDP growth, 5.2% for the third quarter, uh, for Biden, uh, 3% for Biden's three years. It's the best. U.S. has the best COVID recovery in all the G7 nations. 14.1 million jobs created under Joe Biden. Joe Biden has created seven times the amount of jobs as the last three Republican presidents combined the best job market in almost 60 years. Infrastructure is coming. Lowest peacetime unemployment rate. Medicare able to negotiate with the big three drug companies for lower drug prices for seniors. Hearing aids over the counter. We decriminalized on the federal level. Lowest unemployment rate since the moonshot. And now here's the media to tell us how bad things look for Biden. Good evening and welcome. We got a great show planned for you tonight. Allison Gill will be joining us, the wonderful podcaster behind The Daily Beans and Muller She Wrote, to talk about, well, uh, the news of the day. And it wasn't good for a former mayor of New York not named de Blasio. TV's Frank, Frank Conniff, will be with us for another edition of Fridays with Frank. We are very, very happy. Mr. Conniff will be answering your questions about politics, about comedy, about pop culture, about cheesy movies. He will also be solving your relationship problems and giving out complex tax advice. That's an hour number two. Don't miss it. Let's do a show. I want to uh, first off thank the Senate hearing room for allowing all these godless right wing homophobes to spend their Friday evening uh, sharing footage of two guys fucking. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm happy for you. But boy, if you're not a fan of gay porn, don't follow any right wing accounts on Twitter tonight. We'll talk about that more in the show. I right now want to talk about the former mayor of New York. You know, the first time I ever voted in a New York City election as a teenager was a vote against Rudy Giuliani for mayor. And it was an easy choice. But I was an intern at WNYC. New York's NPR affiliate many, many years ago. I worked with the great Brian Lehrer, who's one of the best radio hosts in the world. His podcast is wonderful. We did a public affairs show, and it was how I first began working in radio and meeting a lot of different politicians. And one day Giuliani came in, and I was the intern. I had to go take him and let him in and, you know, make sure he had everything he needed and all that business. And he was really nice. He was nice to me. He asked me about NYU. Uh, Giuliani and I talked about the Catholic Church. I was I was really prejudiced against him before he came in, but he was polite to me and he was kind to me. He was also crazy eyed. He also had that batshit air about him, but he was nice. And I vowed after that to have a more open mind about Rudy Giuliani. And I kept an open mind when Amadou Diallo was murdered by the police because he went for his wallet or when Patrick Dorsmond was killed by the NYPD. I kept an open mind about Mayor Giuliani because he'd been nice to me when I met him when uh, Sean Bell was killed by police, when Abner Louima was sadistically brutalized 
with a broom handle by New York City cops. Every time one of these incidents happened, Giuliani came out and defended the cops and smeared the victims in the most despicable way possible to deflect from the NYPD's guilt and to shield them from accountability. And I tried to keep an open mind about Giuliani because he'd been very nice to me that one time I met when I was a kid. I will never forget the callousness and the cold-heartedness that he displayed for Abner Luima, Patrick Dorismond, Amadou Diallo, and now coldly, cruelly defaming two women, knowing that they were innocent and knowing he'd suffer no consequences. Now, what do all those people I just mentioned, including those two election workers, have in common? Anyone? I think you know what they all have in common. <sighs> all day long, all week long, for the next year, you'll be hearing people say what they always say. What happened to Mayor Giuliani? How, how, well, how, how did he go out did America's mayor, na nationally famous after the September 11th, he, he was the mayor of all of us and really came together and led us that day. How, how did he, how did he come and sink so low after that? Please, guys, just stop. You don't need to watch news stories like that. What happened to Rudy? He was always corrupt, guys. He was always self-centered. He was always nuts. He's never acknowledged the racism of the 1992 Gracie Mansion police riot he helped start. He, he said he, would, he should be able to stay in office after his term expired because of 9-11. He tried to exploit 9-11 to stay mayor longer. I kept an open mind when he told his wife, Donna Hanover, he wanted a divorce by announcing it publicly at a press conference. When he married his cousin and was abusive to her. When he waged war on teachers in New York City. When he put the homeless on buses and drove them out of Manhattan and just dropped them off in the suburbs. When he exploited 9-11 for his horribly inept presidential run. How he cashed in on 9-11 for two decades. Took one of the most tragic events in our history and parlayed it into making a ton of dirty money for himself. I tried to keep an open mind when he spent the last 20 years just as some rich asshole selling access to himself with a fraudulent law office for income. Get a selfie with Mayor 9-11. I kept an open mind when he tried to have sex with what he thought was a 15-year-old girl in Borat 2 and got caught doing it. The dripping hair dye, the Pennsylvania parking lot election fraud press conference. I was done keeping an open mind by the time Rudolph Giuliani spoke at the rally before the terrorist attack on our Capitol on January 6, 2021, where he lied about voter fraud and where he called for trial by combat right before Trump supporters beat the holy hell out of Capitol Police officers. Because of that day, his license to practice law was suspended in New York State in 2021 and in the District of Columbia in 2021. And he's just pretty much spent the last five years, as you all know, Standing on the Cross Bronx Expressway, holding a cardboard sign that reads, Will Wreck Legacy for TV Airtime. But if you lived in New York or if you were paying attention during the 90s and the early 2000s, you know what a low-rent individual, what a base opportunist he always has been. And today, oh chickens, welcome home to your roost. A jury has awarded $148 million in damages to the two former Georgia election workers who sued Rudy Giuliani for defamation over deliberate lies he spread about him in 2020 that completely turned their lives upside down with harassment and racist death threats. Today's a great day for everybody who understands that defamation is not free speech. The jury today awarded 16,171,000 in compensatory damages to Ruby Freeman. The jury gave 16,998,000 in compensatory damages to her daughter, Shea Moss.
And then 20 million each for intentional infliction of emotional distress and 75 million in punitive damages. It's like porn for the angels, isn't it? This was a unanimous decision among the eight jurors who had heard the evidence. The women had asked for 24 million each in actual damages, but they said they'd leave it up to the jury to decide the amount of punitive damages that was necessary to send a message to those who would lie and put the lives of election workers in danger. And this is Rudy's legacy. He got involved in the Trump campaign to make money. It backfired massively. And now he has a financial loss he will never recover from. Both Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss testified on separate days in gruesome detail about the hundreds of racist death threats and vicious attacks they received on social media and voicemails and to their faces and in letters they had an expert who talked about how Trump and Rudy's lies were seen by tens of millions of people, and they showed the direct connection between each lie and then each new timed batch of threats. And a lot of those explicit threats were actually played and shown to the jury. Now, Rudy was already liable in the case. He'd already conceded in the court documents that he falsely accused the women of ballot fraud. You must understand that in the days to come when people tried to defend him. Rudy walked into that courtroom already liable. He was already guilty before it began. Just like Donald Trump in his New York tax fraud case right now. Just like Donald Trump in the E. Jean Carroll defamation case part two that's going to be happening very soon. But he kept on lying about them. Even this week, outside the courthouse. He, he'd admitted he lied, and he continued to lie. I, 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 have, I, I have fantasies about being able to be this drunk at function. His lawyer said he was wrong, but insisted Giuliani wasn't responsible for all the abuse the women faced. The defense tried to pin it on the, the, um, the website, Gateway Pundit that had published the surveillance video of the two women counting ballots, and Rudy used that to say they were like dope dealers. So the defense rested yesterday. They never called a single witness. After Giuliani decided, like Trump earlier this week, to not take the stand. He was supposed to. Then he punked out. And now he's saying he wasn't allowed to after he made his own choice. Giuliani's lawyer had told the jurors in the opening statements they would hear from his client. But after Giuliani talked shit outside the court, the judge barred him from claiming in testimony that his conspiracy theories were true. So after he called them liars outside the courthouse, and then they took that footage and played it during the trial. After that, Rudy's lawyer said he wouldn't testify because he was concerned about the women's emotional well-being. Think about that. In the closing argument, the plaintiff's attorneys played clips of Giuliani's news conference outside the courthouse from that same week. You can hear Giuliani defending his own lies. The jury, in a way, did get to hear Giuliani's testimony just from TV cameras, instead of on the stand. In the closing argument today, the plaintiff's attorney played clips of Giuliani. You hear him defending his actions. Here's Ruby Freeman after the verdict today in New York City. Good evening, everyone. I am Lady Ruby. Today's a good day. A jury stood witness to what Rudy Giuliani did to me and my daughter and held him accountable, and for that I'm thankful. Today is not the end of the road. We still have work to do. Rudy Giuliani was not the only one who spread lies about us, and others must be held accountable too. But that is tomorrow's work. For now, I want people to understand this. Money will never solve all of my problems. I can never move back into the house that I called home. 
I will always have to be careful about where I go and who I choose to share my name with. I miss my home, I miss my neighbors, and I miss my name. I've heard some of you. Don't be sad for me. Don't waste your time being angry at those who did this to me and my daughter. We are more than conquerors. Pray for us as we continue to fight the good fight of faith. Even the birds are happy. Do you hear that? Do you ever hear birds chirping that loud in New York City? The birds are happy to see these festering bullies who think that they won't have to pay a price for victimizing innocent people. You know why Giuliani went after these women? Because he knew in his heart they were weaker and he believed in his bones they couldn't fight back. That's why. It's what weak bullies do. Giuliani vowed to appeal it. He told reporters the absurdity of the number merely underscores the absurdity of the entire proceeding. It'll be reversed so quickly it'll make your head spin. And the absurd number that just came in will help that, actually. <laughs> he's not going to be able to pay it. He's already showing that he's quite broke. Donald Trump had a fundraiser for him at Mar-a-Lago a couple of weeks ago. In September, Rudy's former lawyer sued him, saying that Giuliani owed him $1.6 in legal fees and has paid him barely any. <laughs> and, of course, his former assistant is suing him and has tapes of him being grotesquely sexually harassing towards her. His attorney in the defamation case told the jurors that these damages these women were seeking would be the end of Giuliani. No, boo-boo. No, that's not his end. You know what his end is? Living in a Georgia prison after his criminal trial next year. <laughs> this is just the appetizer, boo-boo. Giuliani's still facing his biggest test yet. He's there in the Georgia case, him and 18 others, working to subvert the results of the 2020 election. So an attorney for Ruby Moss and Shea Freeman, Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss, my apologies, talked about how Giuliani is still spreading this false conspiracy. And the women talked about strangers banging on their door and having them run away from their home after people came with bullhorns and the FBI told them they weren't safe in their own house. And this woman said she had to change her appearance. She suffers from panic attacks now. And again, you know, I'm not worried about Rudy because Donald Trump's a billionaire, right? I mean, Donald Trump has uh, he's a multi-billionaire, isn't he? That's what they keep telling me. He's so rich. So if you've got billions and billions like Donald Trump claims to, he can easily pay a measly one hundred forty eight million dollar fine. Right. It's pocket change for the Donald. He'll do it right. Cause he's loyal. He looks out for Rudy. You think that's going to happen? I've said this for years. It's not over until Giuliani and Trump turn on each other. And we're getting closer. Congratulations to Ms. Freeman and Ms. Moss for standing up to this guy, for holding him to account, for not slinking away in shame. Congratulations to the jury for sending a message. And congratulations in advance to Fannie Willis for putting him in jail. And of course, these women will never see a dime. We know they won't. The justice will be when Giuliani's going to go to prison. Today, it's justice, but it's not enough. But it is a reminder. Civil remedies work. That's going to be how you see accountability in this country. We cannot keep on waiting for a Democrat or an independent or Barack Obama or Joe Biden or Batman or Gandhi or Jesus or Black Panther to come save us. No, it's the judicial branch and civil lawsuits that will save us. Fox News paying three quarters of a billion dollars to Dominion voting machines. Alex Jones paying a billion and a half to the Sandy Hook parents. Rudy Giuliani having to pay one hundred forty eight million to the two Georgia election workers he defamed. Civil court, my friends, that's been the strongest, the strongest pushback 
against disinformation for profit. It's been the strongest pushback against political corruption in the Trump era. We've seen it all over the political right. And Donald Trump is next. Donald Trump is about to lose control of his businesses in New York State because of his lies. Lies he used to get hundreds of millions of dollars in loans he never should have gotten because he lied. And it's going to be a civil remedy. Again, Rudy, $150 million. Fox, $787 million. Alex Jones, $1.1 million. Trump's going to lose the Trump organization. And I hope Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss inspire millions of Americans to become election workers. I got to say, you know, Giuliani is, if anything, it surprises me, but I'll admit this here. I, I think Rudy's really succeeded in convincing me to become a little more conservative because as of today, I, I, I think I've begun believing in debtors prisons would be great. <laughs> I just like to point out, though, um, in fairness, Rudy Giuliani, who I met when I was so young and was so nice to me years ago, he blocked me on Twitter. I never attacked him directly, never added him, but he blocked me anyway. And I want to point out, I'm I'm feeling kind of defamed by that. Can I get a lawyer? We want to know what you guys think. We're at 866-997-4748, 866-997-GRIT. Before we hit the break, Jim in New York on line three. Welcome. You're on SiriusXM. Hey, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? Good. I, I've called you before. I'm actually a Republican. I, I listen to you a lot. I think I think you got really good views and everything. But, you know, I grew up Thank in you. New I'm, York. And I'm, Rudy- I'm grateful. I'm, I'm honored, by the way, that you as a Republican would listen to this show. I'm, I'm honored. I'm not I'm 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 not your enemy. And I, I send you a lot of love. Happy Christmas. You made me happy. Go ahead. The floor is yours. Well, well, a real Republican would like what you're saying, you know. I mean, re- you know, you're trying to do for the better of, of this country. You know, you're not you're not That's doing anything in your views. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Rudy and, and then, by the way, you're, you're a New York shit. state. You're a New York state Republican. So, you know what an endangered species that's becoming. It's a <laughs> lot. I mean, I mean, I can still book Republicans, but I mean, it's it's hard for real Republicans now in the time of Trump. But go ahead. What, what do you think of today? And what's been your experience with Giuliani? Well, I remember Giuliani in the 90s when he was a um, maybe it was the 90s when he worked for the uh, district attorney. He was the uh, yeah. district attorney of the Southern District. I mean, he was brutal to people. You know, he was known to really you know, almost do waterboarding to people to get a, a plea out of him during 9-11. I mean, uh, he became famous on blood money. The city, I remember, yeah. rented a hotel or an apartment during 9-11. Bernie he's Carrick. like screwing his uh, mistress. That was you know? Bernie Carrick. Yeah, um, he, went to, he went to jail for it. He was on our show afterwards. Yeah, like right above ground zero. The, we, the taxpayers were paying for a private apartment where Bernie Carrick and his mistress, who was someone I actually knew and liked, would, uh, would have their trysts. Yeah, and uh, I believe, um, you know, Giuliani just did so many bad things. He's a bad person. Um, You know, out where I live in New York, he was building a house, I remember, and he's talking about Hispanics. I mean, 80 people people are working on his house. They're all Hispanics, you know. He's just a a phony. He's a liar. Um, He's just... He's horrible. Bernie Couric, I mean, you know, another criminal who was doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And, you know, when Bernie Couric uh, got in trouble, you know, 
uh, you know, the, the uh, rat that Giuliani is kind of ran away, didn't support his friend. You That's know, true. he was doing these things basically for him. And well, but you, you, know, know, you remember why? Gonna... Do you remember why? Do you remember why though? Because Rudy had told President George W. Bush to make Bernie Carrick the director of Homeland Security, and then all this crashed right. down, and Rudy embarrassed the Bush White House, so he became persona non grata after that. Like he's got such a history of fucking it up with everybody. Oh yeah, he's he's bad. You know, and then what's unfortunate is, you know, the way this legal system works in the end, they're never going to collect on it. It's going to be like the Alex Jones thing. You know, Alex Jones is trying to make a deal with these people. Uh, you know, Sandy Hook, he never paid a cent. Now he's trying to get off. The guy has $100,000 a month in living expenses. God only knows what he does with a hundred grand and a crazy person. And, um, you know, they're not going to collect, you know, Rudy Giuliani's probably got all his assets hidden or whatever. Right. And he's just, yes, sir. He's, he's, he's a clown or he, or they're going to find him a judge, you know, if Trump gets elected or whoever, if it's a Dem, uh, Republican or even a Democrat. I mean, they're, they're just as bad. You know, they're all the same. Yep. And they Jim, just, you're right. They'll find him. Yeah, they'll find him some judge that'll overturn it, you know, without a jury. They'll, they'll you know, they'll expect. You know, they'll just ignore, you know, what a yeah, jury, but, you know, our peers said, you know, and it's it's disgusting. And these guys, you're, you're right. Get but, away with it. Nah, but remember, Jim, he's not going to get away with it because karma plays a long game. He might not have to pay 140 million. He might not see the inside of a jail in Georgia, but he's done like disco. He's disbarred. He's over and he will be an object of shame for his daughter and his ex-wives for the rest of his life you however are awesome and i really appreciate your call we got to take a quick break we'll be right back with more of your calls on the great allison gill this is progress don't go away Hey everybody, it's Michael Steele, host of the Michael Steele Podcast. Each week, I discuss key political and cultural issues joined by America's leading activists, experts, and academics for conversations that transcend political boundaries. And that's the point. I want you to join me as we work through real solutions, have honest conversations, just keeping it real, and having a little fun on the side. So listen to the Michael Steele Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker or wherever you get your podcasts on, because, you know, I love it when you do. Hi, I have a request. Uh, This is from Karma to Mayor Giuliani. A message to you, Rudy. Enjoy your 148 million. Maybe your billionaire BFF will give you that. This is as good as it's going to get before you spend your retirement in a Georgia prison cell. I am so happy to welcome our next guest back to our show because uh, there is a lot of people in the progressive media sphere that claim to be rock stars. Allison Gill is the real deal. She's a terrific entertainer and journalist and author and activist. She started her first podcast from her kitchen in 2017 when the government investigated. Trump had her fired, even though she'd been working for them for more than 11 years. She's a hero on politics, a hero on the law and justice, a hero, and I mean a hero, on sex abuse within the U.S. military. Catch the Daily Beans podcast and all the podcast MSW puts out. People of Earth, welcome back to the Love Fest, Allison Gill. I don't even. I hope. I hope I don't suck. That was a heck of an introduction, my friend. Uh, it's fun. It's fun to. It's fun to build you up. It really is. I'm sorry. I'm in a. I'm in a happy mood. Ruby Freeman giving her speech outside the courthouse, and the birds were singing, and it's all like porn for the angels. Um, I do have some questions, though. I have some legal questions that I'd. I'd love to run by you, AG, if that's okay. 
Absolutely. Okay. Um, Giuliani promised he was going to use this trial to finally vindicate his lies, right? He said he was going to take the stand at his own defense and show that Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss were, were liars. Here is a clip of Rudy when the trial first started. I was proven to be telling the truth, and they were proven to be liars. Once again, that will happen. Uh, when I testify, we get the whole story, and it will be definitively clear that what I said was true, and that whatever happened to them, which is it's unfortunate if other people overreacted, but everything I said about them is true. Now here's today, after he didn't testify, but his own defamatory interview outside the courthouse earlier in the week was played in lieu of testimony. And I want you to listen to this really quick. It's very short, but here he's lying that he couldn't produce evidence. And this clip includes Fox News not correcting that lie. Giuliani called the harassment of election workers abominable and deplorable, but insisted he had nothing to do with it. He says he will appeal the jury's decision. The absurdity of the number merely underscores the absurdity of the entire proceeding where I've not been allowed to offer one single piece of evidence in defense. Now, as the civil defamation trial concludes and no corrections on that on Fox, uh, Allison, uh, but you have been really on this. Um, Where does Giuliani get off saying he hasn't been allowed to offer a single piece of evidence in his defense? He just paid $148 million to not have to offer up discovery is is what just happened. That's all that happened. He had every single chance. And time and again, the judge was like, you you still haven't produced discovery. I'm going to give you another 30 days. Still haven't produced discovery. I'm going to give you. And then he would not produce whatever it is he's trying, whatever is worth $150 million to hide. He wouldn't produce. And for him to say that he he didn't get a chance to offer his defense when he is he chose not to testify uh, and he chose not to hand over discovery and his evidence, um, that's because it doesn't exist. What he didn't want to hand over was what does exist and incriminates him and the president Mm -hmm. probably in more things than than we can even imagine. Uh, But I think my favorite part today was. You know, I was at the January 6th hearing when Shea Moss testified. She was there with Ruby Freeman. Yes. And they were playing Ruby Freeman's depositions. And 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 Lady Ruby was like, I, I don't get to use my name. I want my name back. I don't even tell anybody my name anymore. And today she walked out of the courthouse after her daughter spoke and said, I am Lady Ruby. And I, my heart just sang a song because that she got her name back and um this is a 148 million reasons for the next despots to not attack election workers um so i'm very very pleased with this and yeah his 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 evidence is like you'll get my health care plan in two weeks it'll never come <laughs> exactly infrastructure is coming well you're right and i began the show by praising the fact that it really is going to be in civil trials that we see justice happen, whether it's Fox News with Dominion, Alex Jones with the Sandy Hook parents, Donald Trump losing the corporation he inherited from his dad, and now Rudy. I mean, we are really seeing civilians using the judicial branch for redress of grievances. It's a wonderful civics lesson we're getting, and we're seeing we don't need to wait for a Robert Mueller or Batman to come save us. We have the court system. Yeah, although don't count Jack Smith out. 
Oh, we'll get to him. We'll get to him. Uh, one more question, though. It was Giuliani's choice not to testify, right? This is going to be one of the lies we have to knock down when we're discussing this with our family at Christmas time. He chose consciously not to testify here. Yeah, he may say that his lawyer with the Gary Oldman multipass fifth element hair uh, is the it. one who, who talked him out of it. Um, but it, it's his choice. I mean, he's the client. If he wanted to testify in his own defense, he would have made it happen. Yeah. Now, we don't know how much money uh, Mayor Giuliani has, of course. Um, his net worth is unknown because he would not comply with the disclosures for the trial. Should we be expecting him to declare bankruptcy very soon to try to pay just a minor sum? I mean, he's saying he's going to appeal all this and it's all going to go away. Of course, we're going to hear that. But, you know, I, we're watching Alex Jones and these other rich people getting away with hiding their assets. I mean, is this just symbolism today? Well, yeah. And I mean, he can't technically discharge this under bankruptcy, just like Alex Jones tried to do and can't. But it's not like you just get a check handed over to you. You have to hound these people. Um, they move assets around. You have to spend money to follow it. Um, and it's it's never the easiest thing. That's that's one of the downsides of civil litigation is that there are people who are considered judgment proof, either because they don't have the money um, or because they can move it around and they've got great lawyers and accountants that they can pay millions of dollars to hide it. Uh, whereas Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss don't have that luxury uh, to go right. chasing it around. However, her team of lawyers, who I'm assuming are working pro bono or on contingency, are going to do their best to hunt this money down because they get a good they get a good chunk of it. And the same with Alex Jones. But the the Sandy Hook families haven't seen a dime yet, uh, and it's gonna it's probably gonna take a while. It always does. Yeah. Exactly right. Now, let's let's move on to Jack Smith. Uh, as fun as this is, but this was man, this was quite a week for people promising to show up and give testimony and then punking out. Trump did it. Giuliani did it. And here's fucking Hunter Biden saying, guys, can I get get, get where are the cameras? I mean, <laughs> but Donald Trump punked out at the beginning of the week, just as Rudy did at the end of the week, uh, probably because Trump realized he wasn't going to get away with claiming that the founding fathers wanted to have a king who was immune from any accountability for their crimes. That's essentially what this presidential immunity argument was, right? Yeah, that's part of it. And and Judge Ludig, a known conservative judge, has filed an amicus brief saying, hey, that whole thing aside, Supreme Court, let's say you want to turn America on its head and kill the only reason that we tried to have our own country in the first place was so that we could get away from divine kings. Let's say that aside, this whole thing turns on its head something called Article 2, Section 1, Clause 1 of the Constitution. Maybe you've heard of it, Supreme Court, maybe not. Uh, but it says that a president can only serve a four-year term. And if you come in and say that these specific kinds of crimes, subverting election results to try to retain power, are immune from criminal prosecution, you are saying that Article 2, Section 1, Clause 1 doesn't exist, that there's no four-year term anymore, and that yeah. Biden can essentially stay in office forever. Yeah. I mean, but yet he's still trying to do it. And I guess we shouldn't really expect Clarence Thomas to recuse himself from any Trump immunity cases, even though his wife was involved in the effort to overturn the election. Right. I had a dumb question. Maybe Justice Thomas recused himself from John Eastman's case in October. And John Eastman is co-conspirator one, I believe. Mm -hmm. No, Rudy is one. Uh, anyway, he's one of the six unindicted co-conspirators in this case. I don't know if Justice Thomas recused himself from the Eastman case because Eastman and Ginny Thomas exchanged emails or maybe because 
Eastman's lawyer clerked for Thomas or they worked at the same law firm. I, we don't know why Justice Thomas recused from that Eastman case in October, but he has recused from a January 6th Eastman case. He could do it here again. That would actually mirror what happened in Watergate because when uh, right. the tapes were subpoenaed, uh, Nixon had three appointees sitting on the Supreme Court. One didn't vote and the other two voted against him. Uh, here we have three appointees sitting on the Supreme Court for Donald Trump. If Thomas recuses, we have the exact same thing Boom. that happened in Watergate. Boom. But you don't think the Supreme Court's going to uh, going to uphold this, right? You think they'll deny his claim of immunity? hundred percent. And here's yeah. why. It might not even be for the right reasons, but I kind of don't care. The Supreme Court knows if Donald Trump isn't tried before the election and he somehow gets into office, that... The Supreme Court, just like Netanyahu was attempting to do with his judiciary in Israel, will gut the judicial system. And the Supremes like to be supreme. And I don't mm. think they want to see that power go away. So even yeah. if it's for their own self-preservation. That's it. Uh, but, but honestly, I mean, just historically speaking, to say that a president has immunity from criminal prosecution is antithetical it's, to our higher history. Thank you. Thank you. It's bonkers. So so I have to I have to ask some questions now about some very dumb stuff, because when we hear people defending Donald Trump's scheme, saying it was completely fine what he tried to do in 2020, 2021, the fake electors, what they're essentially saying is if Donald Trump succeeds in beating Joe Biden next year, it is completely above board for Vice President Kamala Harris to review completely false fraudulent electors and seat them instead, thwarting the will of the people, right? If you're defending Trump's argument, you are fighting for Kamala Harris to throw out the will of the voters in 2025. Especially right? if you're pulling for him to get immunity, because then she can't be prosecuted for doing exactly. that. Exactly. So let me take that even further, because, again, sometimes things are so stupid. I'm not smart enough to understand. It's the same kind of logic right now. These morons are essentially saying that if Trump has absolute presidential immunity, doesn't that mean a Joe Biden can't be prosecuted for anything? And B, Joe Biden can now break any fucking law he wants for the rest of his time in office. That's yeah, that's their unless, case. Unless the Supreme Court, sometimes they do this thing called like narrowly ruling and they <laughs> right. narrowly say. And that's why Judge Ludig and at all 26 other Republicans over five presidential administrations wrote this amicus brief. Like, let's say you want to gut the Constitution and the entire idea of America Let's just look at the fact that a president gets to serve a four year term and then they are no longer president. And in fact, that's one of the reasons that Trump's argument falls apart for immunity on double jeopardy, because he thinks that the only time you can criminally prosecute a president is if he's been impeached and convicted by Correct. the Senate, uh, which is a, you know, ignoring the antecedent, which is a logical fallacy. But even aside from that, the judge Liddick comes in and says, there's another way to get rid of a president besides impeaching and, and, and convicting him in the Senate. It's called an election. You have to leave if you're not elected. Yeah. <laughs> and if it's, you it's, give it's, him it's, immunity, you blow through that Article 2 of the Constitution. You just blow yeah. it right out of the 
I mean, these are just such flimsy, awful arguments. And to me, it's it's all a sign of how much they're panicking, you know. And I, I, I said to you on your show, I feel the same thing about Mike Johnson, who three weeks ago was saying there's no way we're going to have any kind of impeachment inquiry against Joe Biden. There's no evidence. Suddenly, <laughs> realizing he has to work with Democrats to keep the government from shutting and being a goat in history books. Mike Johnson now is doing exactly what McCarthy got thrown out for. So as a token gesture, he's throwing some red meat. These very impeachment inquiry, he said three weeks ago he wouldn't do a lot of liberals got angry about this allison to me i just thought it's a sign of how desperate and scared and out of ideas they are either that or trump did what he did to Zelensky uh when he said i don't need you to actually investigate just announce it on cnn or what he did to his own department of justice where he said i don't need you to, to announce an investigation i just need you to say that uh or i i just need you to announce an investigation leave the rest to me and the republicans in congress that's what he's doing here. He's telling he's telling Republicans in the House, I need you to open an impeachment inquiry, even if you don't have any evidence. I just need you to have an investigation. And if you don't, I'll uh, I'll primary you. I'll do my best to primary you. That's what I think is going on. Let, let me ask you about the other story we learned today, this 10 inch thick binder. Imagine that a binder. That's 10 inches thick. That's 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 a brick. Okay, and it's all of classified information related to the Russian election interference in 2020 and 2016, rather, because the Russians did interfere in our election and Donald Trump and his campaign colluded with them. That has been proven. It's now disappeared. Uh, This has been huge all day, raising a lot of alarms among Intel officials. I'm wondering, is this the sort of thing that it was among the documents that they've been looking for since August of 2022 at Mar-a-Lago? And now they're finally playing hardball and releasing some of the specifics. I mean, we've been waiting for a year to find out what some of these things that he stole might be. Or is this completely separate? It's completely separate from what they figured they had at Mar-a-Lago. But let's remember, this isn't exactly I, I've been I've read this story several times. and I'm trying to find the breaking news here, because back in October, yeah. Sarah Burroughs at Raw Story, Murray Wass, uh, who's another uh, great journalist, uh, both reported about this missing binder and how John Solomon ended up with it for a minute. Cassidy Hutchinson testified to this, to the January 6th committee. It's in her transcripts of, of uh, testimony uh, when we got that. So I, I guess maybe the. Some of the more breaking news is that they were carrying it in a Whole Foods plastic bag uh, to, you know, back to the White House. Uh, But we've known, at least for a little while from other reporting, that this binder is missing and that Meadows likely has it. She wrote it in her book. Cassidy Hutchinson wrote about it in her book. But it's, you know, I talked with Andrew McCabe, former acting Mm -hmm. director of the FBI, uh, Right. And he is uh, beside himself uh, with just he's astounded at the at, you know, even already knowing the mishandling of national defense information that Trump is capable of. He was just he was taken aback by carrying it around in, in plastic bags and uh, did did Meadows burn it in the fireplace like right. it's. It's frightening, especially if you've ever classified documents, which I did for 10 minutes back in the 90s. And I'm still like twitching about it. (laughs) It is a good reminder that the bad news that we haven't heard about yet is vast and uh, more and more is going to come. I mean, there's not going to be revelations of good news 
for Donald Trump and his co-defendants. It's going to be more stuff like this for the next year and a half, which, of course, is what's driving this this uh, impeachment inquiry of Joe Biden. What do you think of this? Because um, the committee chairman can't say what specific charge they want to levy at the president because they don't have one. I guess my question, Allison, is what's going to help this old man get reelected more? Roe v. Wade being gutted or a bogus impeachment? I think both. I mean, like, I'm I'm I don't remember how you were like, I don't want George Santos to leave. I want him to be used I, as a yeah. I'm yeah. like, impeach the hell out of Joe Biden. He raised 10 right. million dollars uh, the you. night that they announced that. Um, and I think that um, what you know, what we don't know, like you said, is probably way, way worse than what we do know. And then we ask ask ourselves, oh, gosh, how could have the how could this Hamas attack have happened. No intelligence agencies around the world there. I, I guarantee you they are chilled a little bit on working with our U.S. intelligence because of the mishandling of national defense information by Donald Trump. I mean, he gave Israel intel to the Russians in the Oval Office the first week yes. he was there. Yes. And so we're like, well, how come the U.S. intelligence agencies didn't help see this attack coming on October 7th? Do you really think they want to pick us, pick the phone up and call us? Right. After what we've done to them, after mm-hmm. what I, I should say, what Trump did to our intelligence community. Exactly. Exactly. Allison, I want to thank you for classing up our show so much this year. This is our last time having you in 2023. And I just want to ask, what are you hopeful for in 2024, a year with one major election and seven so far Donald Trump trials? Oh, man, I'm telling you, I, I, I've been saying this for a while. 2022, the year of investigation. 2023, the year of accountability. 2024, the year of the conviction. And I think we're going to see it at least in the D.C. coup trial. Um, and that's what brings me hope that, you know, the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends toward justice. Ooh, that's catchy. You should write that line down. I like that. Um, I think someone else said it before me. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, okay. As far as I'm concerned, it's yours. Uh, the great Allison Gill, everyone. If you don't subscribe to the Daily Beans podcast, your life and existence in this world is diminished. Do yourself a favor and class it up. Allison, I love what you do. Thank you so much for joining our show this year. Uh, you, your work is incredible, and I'm honored to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great night and a great weekend. We'll see you soon. And we'll be right back with your calls at 866-997-4748. This is Progress After Dark. I'm John Fugel saying this is Sirius XM Progress. We are at 866-997-4748-866-997. Grit, an attorney in Mississippi, is preparing to file a federal lawsuit after a 10-year-old black child was arrested and sentenced to three months probation for urinating in public outside his mom's car. Police put this 10-year-old child in a jail cell and questioned him without his mother present or a lawyer. You go, Mississippi. The worst thing about that is the cop who arrested them will probably be that state's next governor. I'm John saying It is my great honor to bring to you, whether you're ready for it or not, a man who is a comedy writer, a performer, a terrific stand-up, a man who began his career writing for the Peabody Award-winning comedy Central Series Mystery Science Theater 3000, where he played TV's Frank. 
the bumbling yet lovable mad scientist sidekick. He went on to be a writer, producer, and actor on the ABC series Sabrina the Teenage Witch. He was also a writer and producer on the Drew Carey Show on ABC. He is the funniest man in the world, people of Earth. Welcome back. The star of so many gay porn films that were filmed in the well of the Senate, Mr. Frank Conniff. Hello, Frank. Hey, hey, hey. Have hey, you... don't, sh- don't try to shame me about those porn films. I mean, that was that was show business is show business. You, That's right. You know no, what? I listen, I, I loved all of uh, your gay porn work, Frank, especially the stuff you filmed in the uh, Capitol uh, Hall. Uh, the stuff where there's not the leather mask on your face was was my favorite. I, having seen a lot of your <laughs> hardcore all male uh, porn work, I can say your your best work is in front of you, Frank. Well done. <laughs> and, and behind me, too, apparently. <laughs> I, I I never thought I'd see this, but two guys apparently were hooking up inside the Senate, uh, like 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 you do, um, and they decided to film it, and they were really 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 going for it. Um, this was inside. Oh, so this was like I didn't I didn't hear about this. This was. Oh, uh, this is the Senate I'm hearing too... room. This just broke tonight. This broke tonight. The oh, Senate yeah, hearing room where they have yeah. all the confirmation hearings, and every mm-hmm. right wing homophobe in social media is sharing footage of two men having sex right now, saying, look how awful this... It's now, like when Bill are, are O'Reilly... They like, are they like pages or... or, or no who, no uh, one's sure who they are yet. This will shock you, but a lot of right-wingers are assuming who they are and spreading things to destroy lives. Um, and Democrats are like, fine, fire them, or try them, whatever. We're not a cult, so hold them accountable. Mm-hmm. But it, it's like, remember when Bill O'Reilly, whenever there was a pride parade and Bill O'Reilly would show all the footage of like the leather guys and thongs and he would just say, look at this awful uh, footage. Look at it. Oh, let's, can we show that footage again? It's so awful. Keep showing it. All yeah. of these homophobes are screaming about this disgrace I've in the only, Capitol and they can't the, stop sharing the video. This is the absolute truth. I only have ever heard of a someone in San Francisco named Sister Moo Moo because of Pat Buchanan. He's the only reason I, I know that <laughs> person. But uh, I'm much more, uh, I feel like the, the gay, I don't want the gay sex in the, uh, in the Capitol to distract from the freaky uh, three ways going on with Republicans in Florida. Thank you. Uh, which are, which are also very exciting. Yes, I, I, I appreciate all of it. Chris, you want um, to weigh in on this discourse? Well, I, I, the whole thing is amazing to me because I never thought we'd see the day that there'd be Santorum back in the Congress. Oh! Oh! <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm just used to that seeing reference a little trip trip down memory lane right there. <laughs> I just was shocked as I'm so used to seeing people get fucked by the Senate, not actually in the Senate. So That's we can right. do this all night. That's people. Right. I want to call it right now that Frank Conniff has the tweet of the week. Rudy Giuliani is an old man, not in the best of health, and he's already suffered a lot. Taking all this into account, I can't help but wish him nothing but ill will. Well done, Frank. Well done. Thank any, you. Yes. Any surprises is, uh, by he, this? Um, no, I mean, I think, uh, uh, you know, everyone pretty much saw the verdict uh, being what it was. Um, but 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 there's something overall. I mean, it is like uh, satisfying and it's great schadenfreude. Um, but but, you know, when you look at Alex Jones and Rudy Giuliani, it's it's like they don't go away. You know, nothing really shames these people into That's oblivion. True. And, um, you know, those women, God bless them, who are heroes, they'll probably they'll never see a cent of that money. You know, yeah, just, just like Alex Jones victims are probably not going to 
see their their money. Their their lawyers figured out ways to uh, protect them, and it really is a shame that um, Rudy Giuliani, who who we all knew um, as as someone who in the Borat movie um, jacked off in front of a under a in front of a much younger woman. Yeah. Um, that this like kind of like makes him less respectful than, than the respect we had for him already. I really agree. When he was opening up his pants to have sex with a fifteen year old girl in that movie, it's it's kind of amazing how far he's mm. fallen since then. I mean, he's, he's fallen so far. Yes. Yeah. And he said that um, <laughs> that when he when they appeal this, he literally said this in his little press conference outside the court. He said, uh, "I'm going to be acquitted so fast." It will make your head spin. And, uh, you know, but I'm just afraid if the, your head spins, then it makes the black dye in your hair uh, drip down over your face. So he should be careful about that. <laughs> we are at 866-997-4748, 866-997-GRIT. Uh, Mr. Conniff, I do want to talk to our listeners with you tonight, but I, I want to just tug on your coat about a few of the stories this week. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, the story that Democrats should be talking about nonstop for the next 11 months is not Rudy Giuliani or even democracy. It's a mother of two in Texas named Kate Cox, who probably did yes. not plan to be the the freedom and liberty story of the year. As you put it, any never Trump Republican who is cool with Kate Cox having to leave Texas to get health care is not a fucking ally. And I love that you wrote mm-hmm. that because this is uh, this should be a litmus test, a moral litmus test. We played footage last night of a reporter trying to get Ted Cruz to comment on it, and he wouldn't. Frank, they're I so saw scared. that. Yeah, they're so scared. He, he just ran into his car. He said, "Talk to my press people." She said, "I did talk to them. They they won't talk to me." You know. Um, so yeah, I, uh, you know, I really hope that. Uh, and 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 you know, none of these like never Trump Republicans uh, or any kind of Republican, none of them have the guts to really address this uh, uh, directly. When you ask Chris Christie about it, he avoids the question. And so it is like something that Democrats um, have to relentlessly um, uh, pile on about it. And and, to, and this is maybe a, a silver lining of, of the awful thing that happened, which was Roe v. Wade being uh, rejected, which most Americans um, are not on board with these crazy, Correct. insane right wing um, people who are all messed up about sex and and they don't want women to have agency over their own bodies and and they 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 don't want and they're really upset now you probably i bet you probably talked about this on your show a few weeks ago the washington post story about how women (laughs) women don't want to date trump supporters you know like yes trump trump supporters can't get uh can't get any women to go out with them, which is a wonderful thing. And why would women want if if you're a a woman and you meet a guy who says he's a Trump supporter, why would you why would you go out with a guy who exactly. doesn't want you to have any rights at all? You know, exactly. And, exactly. And, I couldn't agree more. So, I, uh, I, I think yeah. it's very important that people not have sex with Trump supporters. I don't know. It's, I don't know how else to say it. We can't let them we can't let them breed, you know, and uh 
Um, it's just. Uh, but that was the whole situation, uh, Frank, with with the Moms for Liberty dynamic in, in Florida. I, I think they're despicable. The most likable thing about them is that they hooked up with this other woman. God bless. I'm a big fan of consenting adults doing as many nasty things as they can possibly do. I know. But when you've staked your professional reputation on demonizing the LGBTQ community and going right. after the consensual relations of others for personal gain and profit, then, oh, boy. Boy, boo boo! All bets are off when something like this happens. Yeah, I'm not well, again. That's I'm the not, thing about it's that. the hypocrisy. It's never the sex. That same with Jesus never condemned sin. He only condemned hypocrisy, and it's the same with these motherfuckers. Unless, I don't care their sex. I care about how they're hypocrites. Unless the, the hypocrisy is your kink, then you can incorporate well, it into your sex. But uh, the, the, the hard, uh, actually yes. Uh, um, uh, the thing about like the freaky Moms for Liberty woman who was having three ways. Uh, and having sex with another woman while actively supporting the don't say gay. I guess when they were having sex, they didn't say gay. That was like their rule. They weren't no, they weren't allowed to use the word gay as their safe word. They couldn't. Yeah, they couldn't uh, say it out loud. But it's like these Republicans, <laughs> the most scandalous thing you can find out about them is they might be into something cool and they don't want exactly. anyone to think that they'd be, ever be into anything cool. God forbid. I mean, but you're right. They're only terrified yeah. of the uh, don't say bye just uh, on the weekends. Don't say bye, but just on the weekends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, while I have you here, I should ask you about, uh, you know, how the pro-life movement is really just shifted. I mean, they, they've always said it's all about compassion for a baby, compassion for a fetus. They've they've graduated. It's about cruelty to a mother. I mean, you know, and, well, and yeah. for Ken Paxton, Ken Paxton, one of the most sinister guys in all of Texas. And that's saying mm-hmm. quite a bit that Ken mm-hmm. Paxton is the one out there trying to tell the women you and I know and love and work with and respect what they can and can't do with their body. I think it's great that Ann Coulter lost fans off this. Ann Coulter told the mm-hmm. truth about this and she got mm-hmm. destroyed by her fans. Welcome to Liz Cheney Island. Right. Well. The important thing to say about uh, Ann Coulter is fuck her, no matter what she yeah, says. That's true. But that's true. Um, uh, you know, as, as other people have pointed out, the um, this whole Kate Cox things proves that the whole uh, any Republicans were just they were giving um, just lip service to the idea of an exemption in abortion. They don't want any exemption uh, nope. at all. Uh, in cases of rape or incest or, or threatening the life of the mother or threatening the fertility of the mother, of making a woman uh, go through a whole pregnancy knowing that she's going to have a, a stillbirth baby. I mean, the, the cruelty of that is just is just overwhelming. And, um, and, and, and but I think it it really makes it very starkly plain to everyone that this is where the Republicans are at. And hopefully that will hurt them. At the elections, as it already has hurt them, but ne- the next year's yeah. election is really important. Um, Amen. And, and so, I hope that that influences people to support Biden, even though I mean he is three years older than Trump, so he's uh, old. <laughs> he's old, and he can ride a bike and he can walk down steps yeah. by himself. All right, let's. And, we have a lot of listeners who want to say hi to uh, TV's Frank. Are you ready to begin speaking to yes, the army of the please. night? Let's Please. begin with Bill in New Jersey on line two. Bill, thank you so much for waiting. Uh, you are on the air with yeah. TV's Frank. Yeah, hi. It was great speaking with you last week about all my family. And I just wanted to remind you of the time it happened with Mayor Winsey, who was uh, known for like three things. He, he wanted to rename New York Fun City 
instead of the Big Apple. And he said that if you fall in the Hudson, you're not going to drown, you'll rot. And mm. uh, he also uh, was responsible, I guess, for that big snowstorm. And whatever it was, <laughs> oh. uh, Archie Bunker in Queens couldn't get out of his driveway. And he said, the oh, fucking Mayor Lindsay. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he, he was uh, the beginning of all that crap. But yeah. uh, uh, one of the things I wanted to ask What's conservatism for? What's good about it? And why should we have it? Because I don't see any reason for it. Absolutely nothing. Say it again. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think I think you need I think you have to have you have to have uh, a conservative right. entity in your populace to control to keep the libs from going too far. Look, I love liberals. I love their agenda. Far? We also know liberals. Can, yeah, we know liberals can be fucking wacky. Let's be honest now. We know that if you had all liberals oh, in control uh-huh. all the time with unregulated budgets, we'd go. It, 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 you need to have the tug of war. The push pull's got to be there to some degree. Program. But there see, there's been a social program that's uh, backfired. I agree. Uh, my, and, but my whole point is, I don't. I think the, the question's different. I don't think it's about like what what if what has conservatism done? Uh, I'm I'm saying what is conservatism anymore? What does it even mean? Well, to me, it just means well, it blind like, obe- blind obedience and a game show host and owning the libs. There's no ideology anymore. It's not family values, not Christian values, not supporting the cops well, or the troops. Well, it came out of Romans with uh, Stoicism which was based on the Spartans, who were crazy people. You know, they were so nuts. You know, when a baby was born, you had to be examined by somebody important. And if the baby had any kind of uh, faults or anything, they would throw it into this big pit, which was filled with babies. And oh, God. that kind of stoicism and lack <laughs> that's of emotion. Actually Donald, that's Donald Trump's parenting model. Right. The only... Uh, and, uh, the only- Use for conservatives that I can think of, and I agree with the listener. Uh, I don't completely agree with you on this, John. I, I yeah, think I they, that we don't need them, and we have moderate. <laughs> we 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 have re- moderate Republican leaning Democrats. There you go. We do that are kind of uh, provide that balance. But the yeah, only good, right. the only the only uh, thing conservatives uh, are good for is as villains on episodes of Columbo and the Rockford Files. Other than that, I, I, right. I don't have any use for them. Very nice. Very right. nice. But the, but the uh, going back to the Romans, they had this um, whole thing about what was con- considered wrong. If um, you did anything <laughs> that was new and different from the traditions, uh, it was considered bad. And that was what mm. conservative was. It's to well, stop any progress. It's like the Senate. Yeah, what are they for? Oh, they're supposed to be the cooling saucer for the Republic, for the uh, House. For the House. Those hotheads will come up with anything. No, you're right. You're right. That. I will say about the Romans, you should have seen what those guys did to each other in the Capitol floor. My God. Oh, that's Senate. <laughs> um, I got to run, well, but I, I, I... No, I was just going to say one, one other thing uh, about uh, Morning Joe this morning. He coined this phrase... Uh, Biden deniers, <laughs> Biden deniers, because of the economic thing. People were Biden oh, okay. deniers, right? Okay, so, well, so kind, kind of like, uh, kind of like uh, Joe Scarborough before the 2016 election. <laughs> One of the biggest uh, Trump supporters there was. Biggest, I, biggest out there. He he yeah. he owns part of this pile. Hey, thanks, Bill, uh, for the call. It's great to hear from you. Let's go to uh, to Rachel from California. Oh God, you know Frank, Rachel, you lost your cat recently. I lost my cat ooh, not too long ooh. ago. Rachel's been going through it. Rachel. Good evening and welcome. Oh. You're on with Frank. How, how are you doing there? Hey, I'm okay. Frank, you lost your cat too? 
I did. I lost uh, this year. Millie uh, left this world. Uh, yeah, I love and, that cat. Uh, very. Um, she was a bigger star on social media than I was. So people, yeah. people were very upset I about it. Up. Yeah. Um, yeah. My, I, I called in earlier. John was so great to talk to because it was just really unexpected. And there was nothing really that wrong with her. She was just old. And then she was curled up. I went and she was, I thought she was asleep. I went to feed her. Yeah. Um, Best way and to her go. sister's. Yeah, and, um, I'm kind of reporting on the sister. Is, okay. Uh, the, so all that's happened is that she doesn't seem, John, you were saying how cats are not as traumatized and we're the ones who make it very traumatic. And Correct. Everything. Cats are very easy about this. Cats get tired. They lay down. <laughs> they leave. It's natural for yeah. them. They don't know what death is. They don't get scared. They don't freak out. They don't think about all the ex-girlfriends they got to apologize to. We're the ones who flip out about death, not our animal friends. Mm-hmm. But, like, what about their sister? You know what I mean? That's what I was worried about. But she doesn't seem like she's freaking out about her sister. Like, she doesn't seem like she's going, like, where's Melania? Is she okay? That's like good. That. I'm glad. Yeah. She just she just is doing, like, she just, like, she. I had this problem with her peeing in the bed before. And I nursed her and everything. And now she just does it if I leave. Like, if I go out to go to my swim, then I come back. And she fucking swims and went in the bed again. Like, But Uh-oh. I got a big plastic tarp all over it. And then I've got this waterproof piece of fabric all over it. And... Change your litter know, too. Right? Do you have do you have two boxes or one box? What do you got, Rach? Two I have boxes? one box, and she uses the box during the okay, night. Cha- she doesn't do that if I'm get a, get a get a second box and 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 use a different litter in the second box. I recommend the attract litter, oh? or the corn litter, or even the pretty litter. Oh. Attract litter will make them come back and use the box more often. Trust me. Oh, I've never heard of that. Times. Yeah, attract. Well, thank it's, you. It's, yeah, it's good stuff. Um, listen, I think that Ruby and her mom should move into that damn apartment of Rudy Giuliani. They gotta get something. They cannot be left with nothing from this. Frank, this is the only reality show I want to see. Ruby Freeman <laughs> and Shea Moss and all their friends from Atlanta move into <laughs> Rudy's twelve million dollar Manhattan would be apartment. Great. That would be awesome. Yeah. And, and, but and but Rudy like, still has to live there. Rudy still has to live there in the maids' quarters. <laughs> That's my show. <laughs> he he might be into prison. it. I, I don't mean, know. What he did, that was, I mean, there's no money you can put on what he did to them. It's the worst thing ever. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I I hope they get something out of it because um, uh, for one thing, he doesn't have the money. Like Trump is the idea that these people align themselves with Trump, who's like the most selfish uh, asshole ever. And he does. Yes. From what I've heard, he hasn't helped Rudy out with any of his. uh, legal fees or anything like that. He had a fundraiser earlier in the year at Mar-a-Lago, mm-hmm. but I don't think you're going to see Donald Trump volunteering to give Rudy Giuliani $148 million, which should be pocket change for a multi-billionaire like Trump, right, Frank? Right, yeah. I, I mean, uh, for someone like Trump who uh, who is now uh, selling um, autograph autograph um, <laughs> Parts of his clothes that he wore when he got his mug shot. Obviously, yes. something like that doesn't worry about money in the so world. So much money. Yeah. You've heard of the Shroud of Turin. These are the sweat stains of Jabba. Go ahead. And folks, for a, for, for a limited time, for a $1,000 donation, you could have a two-by-three square inch piece of the adult diaper I wore the day I surrendered in the Fulton County Card House. Allez-vous. Allez-vous. beautiful. He is looking oily. And one of your guests last night, I think, was saying how sweaty and oily. He does look really oily. Yes, from he's got so much spray tan on, the suit's going to slide off. <laughs> Rachel, I'm glad you're doing okay. Uh, get a yeah. second litter box and let us know about that. I want to know how that goes. I mean, all right, all right thank all you. Right. 
Take Thank care. you so much. Hey, Mr. Pekanup, I meant to ask you, we're hitting a break, but you guys had an all-new live riff with you and Trace Bill Yu, uh, the other mad scientists from Mystery Science Theater. You guys do the, your, your touring show, The Mads Are Back, and you do wonderful online shows. You just did The Creeping Terror this week. How'd it go? Right. That went great. It was really fun. And uh, that's just a horrible movie, so it was perfect <laughs> for us. Um, it was... Uh, very masochistic of us to revisit that film that we already did on mystery science theater. It's uh, and there's a, by the way, there's a movie called the creep behind the camera about the guy who made that movie, who was a horrible, evil pedophile. It's, it's really, just, yeah, yeah. It's a really interesting <laughs> stuff. So, so that movie wow. is particularly evil, not just because of the monster, which is a which is just a giant carpet that walks around. <laughs> Can I tell you, I, I, I rented last weekend the uh, the film A Disturbance in the Force, an entire documentary about the infamous, unwatchably horrible, not in a so bad it's good kind of way, just bad 1978 Star Wars holiday special. They have right. released a, a feature documentary just about that, and I and a lot of our fr- a lot of comics are in it. Patents in it. Fr- friends of ours are in this movie, mm-hmm. and I, I didn't know how they could fill a whole movie about the worst TV special of all time. And Frank, the documentary is so good; it's so worth um, seeing. It so and, puts and you did, in that time. Were they able to get just to get the rights to show stuff from it, or not? They show because very they brief. They show very brief uh, clips throughout. You see Harvey uh, Corman. You you see B. Arthur. It's. It's horrible. You've yeah, got to it's, see it. It's the, the, the special is unwatchable. And, it's and, unwatchable. And a, a friend of mine, Ken Plume, uh, last week, uh, a while ago, said to me, Frank, I would think you'd like the Star Wars holiday special because you're a fan of variety shows. And I said, I hate it exactly because I'm a fan of variety shows because it's a terrible variety. People who I love, like Art Carney um, uh, and Harvey Corman, um I would think that would be good with them in it, but no, right? It's, it's no, just, it's be Arthur. No, it's un- but I'm telling you, they made a really entertaining documentary about a deathly uh, unentertaining TV special. We got to hit oh, a break. Will cool. you stay with us, Mister Conniff? Do yes, the break. Yes. We'll be right back with your calls. This is Progress After Dark. This is Sirius XM Progress. This is Dr. Dre with Snoop Dogg, nothing but a G-thang, from the iconic album The Chronic. Frank Conniff, Dr. Dre released The Chronic 31 years ago today, December 15th, 1992. Wow. This is an oldie, an oldie we're listening to. This is like hearing a 1950s song during the 1980s. Happy 31st anniversary to The Chronic, well, it's your grandma's cool. I can, favorite I record. Can, uh, well, I can listen to Dr. Dre now because I'm on Medicare. That's true. It's it's a doctor I'm allowed to visit now. How's the copay if you want some time with Dr. Dre? (laughs) It's a couple of of, uh, chronic uh, blunts, I think. (laughs) Let me go back to the phones. Lisa in New Mexico. Welcome. You're on Sirius XM with Frank Conniff. Hi, Lisa. Oh, my God. TV's Frank. I'm such a misty. I love you, love you, love you, love you, love you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) such a fan oh my god i was so happy i got on to talk to you john i don't right even on. want to talk to you anymore. that's okay most people don't when i'm around frank let me tell you i once when we were current tv and i took frank to comic-con once i have never felt more ignored by people in my life if you want to feel like the most insignificant speck of dust in a godless universe go to a comic-con with tv's frank and watch what happens i, I am uh, i am a star at comic-cons it's true but 
The minute I walk outside of the uh, auditorium, the stardom goes away instantly. And I just go back to my regular life. <laughs> if I ran into the street, you'd like be signing every part of my body. All right, oh, John, wow. I, I, okay. John, I have, John, I have news. I have to tell, tell you me. something. Give us news. So, We're here. In the chat today, yes. the chat. there was talk of you stealing an idea from someone about the trucker convoy. Did you uh, do what? a bit about the trucker convoy? Okay, first off, what chat are we talking about? I'm not going to tell you that until you tell me if you did a bit about a trucker convoy. What trucker convoy? When was there a trucker convoy? Is this? I don't is, know. Oh, you mean, you mean the right the right wing jerk offs last year driving their trucks around? That's protesting? what I bet. Yeah, it, that's yeah. what I bet it is. Yeah. What joke yeah. did I what What joke did I allegedly rip off from, or what bit did I allegedly rip off from that? Okay, so there's a podcast that has a trucker convoy like bit that they do, and they were like. In the chat, not them. They weren't saying it. In the chat, okay. they were like, oh, they stole that from Gabe Sanchez. The the guy with the name's Gabe Sanchez. I don't know. You know, Tony Michaels. He's in the no. Texas Parliament House and everybody. I, let me tell you, you, go, you can go back to your chat room and say this happens all the time in, in the comedy world, <laughs> especially when you're dealing with topical humor. People will That's come up I'm with saying. the same premise or the same joke or the same punchline. Uh, Judah and I once had a time where we were like doing show at QED together, Frank, and we were like in the back saying, oh, I have that joke. Like like he and I realized we have so many of jokes that are almost the same. and We had to sit down and say, OK, well, you have that one. I'll have this one. These are different enough. I don't know what jokes I told about the yeah, when? the. the the con that was like two years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, it's bull- right. bullshit. I can tell you for a fact that that whatever that chat was was about was bullshit. John does not. I would <laughs> not hang out with if John. If John stole jokes, I would not be friends with him. I don't if, hang if, out. If, with, if, if, if I stole me. jokes, I'd be funnier. <laughs> Same thing. That's why nobody ever steals from my act, because the whole idea is that it would help you to steal that joke. So uh, my, my I have one of the most theft proof acts in show. Business. <laughs> I'm like but, going uh, through my Twitter, searching my uh, name and trucker convoy to see what joke I might have stolen from somebody. Uh, I, I'm going to need more information before I grovel for forgiveness this time. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Listen, I'm Catholic, so I assume it's my fault no matter what. I always assume I did something wrong. So <laughs> that's funny. Right oh, my on. God. It's so great to talk to you guys. Have a great Thank night. You. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. We're at 866-997-4748, 866-997-GRIT. Frank, I, I did want to just take a, a moment and talk to you about uh, uh, Matthew Perry. Um, you know, oh. uh, wh- whether Friends was your thing or not, uh, he was undeniably a very talented uh, uh, actor. And I, I, I just feel so sad about what happened. And, of course, today we got this news that he uh that it was ketamine um but apparently there were no other narcotics in his system he was taking ketamine under a doctor's care as a treatment for depression and apparently he slipped away and drowned but, uh tragically in his hot tub oh yeah that that's that's very sad i mean this is this is a guy that seemed like he was um getting his shit together in his life you know and He'd ketamine, apparently I, don't been know, clean. I don't know i don't know He'd been so clean ketamine, for 19 months. He'd been clean for 19 is a, months. Ketamine is an antidepressant. I don't really know that much about it. It's uh, treated for people with trauma as well and for people who are trying to kick. I mean, it's sort of like, mm-hmm. a, I'm not going to compare it to methadone, but a lot of people mm-hmm. use it when they're trying to get off other harder stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And Elon Musk has talked about how he's taken it for, you know, depression. Well, I hope whatever. now that I know this, I hope he takes more of it. But uh, wow. uh, <laughs> but uh, how, how many um, years of sobriety do you have? I have uh, 38, over 38 years. Um, 
of sobriety and and um i haven't been on, i have been on antidepressants during my time but uh, not on ketamine but that's that is really sad about and you know Fre- friends was never um really my thing as a show that i love but but i've always been really amazed and and it's really um an amazing phenomenon the the depth to which people love that show that show yeah. is so beloved people love it and love and it. it's and the people who made it are, you know, they continue to make millions of dollars when they sell it to next Netflix and everything. For me, as someone in comedy thinking about that, I mean, you that's the kind of thing you can't really um, predict, like what's going to really hit it with the public and, and what's right. going to be pop, not just popular, but something that that like obviously there's something in friends it goes deep with people i mean i agree and, i agree it was he, never like he, never my he, thing it was never my thing but i always yeah. was like you know it I mean to me it's not yeah, as, I, as I, a lot of I other totally, shows but... i i same thing with me but i totally respect it and totally um, respect it and and the and you saw that when he died the depth of people's love for him you yes. know and his association with that show and and of course uh you probably know the story that um friend of uh the show who who of your show who was on when i was on um uh, craig bierko of course turned it down turned friends down and it, i know it, 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 and he was good friends with matthew perry too so he was uh, yeah he's talked about it a lot he's a great com- uh, great comic great great actor lovely guy he's a great, great actor, actor but you funny. know what i would i've i've enjoyed craig bierko in like uh the long kiss goodnight and other stuff like that so i'm glad that he had the career that he had but, me too. Uh, me too. Uh, but yeah, wow. Let's go to Laura in California. Laura, thank you so much for waiting on hold. Welcome. You're on SiriusXM. Hi. Hi. Uh, I, know, I don't know if John remembers almost every couple of weeks. I say, when is Frank coming back on? Oh my God, Frank. <laughs> oh my God. And all I know about you is from politics. I didn't know you did Mystery Science 2000. So. Oh, How do you like wow. that? <laughs> Frank's got a lot of social media fans and a lot of radio fans and a lot of politics fans who just, you know, found MST3K later through his other work. Mm-hmm. And I love that you and John disagree about things about politics. So oh, I love yeah. that. We, oh, yeah. we have a bitter, I, bitter hatred. When I, bitter when hatred. I was, uh, when I was I a regular on so the show, I thought it was a really good part of our chemistry when I was a regular on the show. That we Me too. get into like big I know, disagreements I about back on. Yeah. I know, yeah. I know. But it's fun. It's I, fun. I, I miss That's those um, those panels with uh, uh, Tom Doherty and, uh, and Rick, Rick Unger, Unger mm-hmm. and uh, and and well, let's and set we some more just, up. We would ju- we would just yell at each other. It was so much fun. Well, Tom like Doherty, who, who's, Tom Doherty, who's a, who's a Republican that I and that I like him. personally. He's a great guy. Um, he he would call me like a fucking idiot. Oh, like you guys, the, it was then, so much and fun. And then at the commercial break, we'd be joking around, you know. Was, I put was, Frank on the air with great. David oh, Webb. A few, I, I put David you. Webb and Frank in the same room a few times. Oh, yeah. It's really fun. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah, do little kids of uh, Bernie Sanders. Oh, you guys would get so passionate. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. good times. Good times, yeah. good times. Good times. Yeah. Well, well, I'm calling about um, SCOTUS. Remember, um, Joe Biden campaigned on uh, looking into redoing SCOTUS. And mm-hmm. he's going to get a report done by some unbiased group, blah, blah, blah. And so I looked all over, uh, you know, Google search, and um, there was a report made. It was released February 2023, 
but it was not revealed to the public what was okay. the recommendations. And so, but one of the things that revealed was that the vice president of the United States can call in the Senate um, to expand the court only needed by a congressional majority. It doesn't have to be the 60%. So she really? could uh, be, yes. Yeah, so she could be doing that to bring up for the appointments. And we have now have three openings because we expanded the a simple majority, simple then, majority, simple majority. 51 simple majority senators want to do it. Yes. Wow. Yeah. It's going to be harder for the Democrats. Yeah. Can be harder for them to correct. find a reason not to do it. But they will. Well, they, they do. They seem to be able to find these issues because I think the Democrats have been really underwhelming when it comes to the Supreme Court. That's what I'm and talking all about. Of, all of Clarence Thomas's transgressions, his his blatant corruption and, you know, the Republicans will, will move mountains to prosecute Hunter Biden. But on the Republican side, uh, there's like genuine corruption with the, in the Supreme Court. That's Correct obvious. And, and, and Democrats haven't um, had any hearings about it or anything. I mean, they're oh, really God. it's a tradition with, with Democrats to be really timid about things. And Frank, it, we got it. We got to go. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Thea. I'm John Fugelson. Keep it tuned to Sirius XM Progress. Peace. Oh,